0: Thank you for tuning in. This is Robin Martinelli, I Own and Operate Martinelli Investigations. Okay, we have our first guest. I'm so excited. Lucy, will you introduce yourself?
1: My name is Lucy Roman. I am from Colombia. Well, I was born in Colombia, but I've been a U.S. citizen for 45 years.
0: 45 years. And you live near the Gwinnett County area in Georgia, correct? Yes, ma'am. And Lucy, um, do you want to just kind of mention about your age?
1: I am 70 years old.
0: 70. Yes. But you look like a sparse 40, correct?
1: Thank you. That's a great compliment.
0: (laughs) Okay. Lucy, I don't want to take any of this away from you. I know a private investigator can help any type of situation. But let's first start with you and how you got involved in the theft of about $106,000. From you, the money you didn't have. So let's start from the very beginning, heartfelt of what happened with you and this person.
1: I have searched the services of Martinelli, mm-hmm. first of all, because he was a female, and mm-hmm. I thought that he was going to allow me the opportunity to know me better and serve me better and the needs as a female, uh, my way of thinking. And secondly, because of the great services that you have done in the past, I had the opportunity to read your reviews Mm -hmm. and I had a list of almost seven different private investigators. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two of them were females and you were one of them and I said and I did call the seven people. However, the way you responded to me and the level of trust that you gave me in that conversation was what made me choose you as my private investigator.
0: I so appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: Back in August. 2024? 2023. 2023. Back in August
0: 2023,
1: mm-hmm. I was introduced to this gentleman from the Dominican Republic who has been in the United States for several years. What is his name, honey? Uh, Eric Christopher. That's one of the aliases that he used. However, he uses almost seven to ten different aliases. The one that we know him by is Eric Christopher, and then he can go by Eric, Christopher Martinez, or Eric Martinez. So I had the opportunity to meet him. About how old is he? 37, 38 years old. Okay. In the 30s, yeah, of course. Okay. From the Dominican Republic. He presented non-emergency medical transportation plan. It was a good plan. I, so I was kind of confident to go ahead and say, well, let's try. Mm -hmm. I got so much faith in him. I trusted him. I can can be, my personality could be like a conflictive kind of personality at times because I ask and ask and ask questions. I said, I want this business to really work. I was the one that was leading the business onset of the business. And so I was just going to set up a a, a very successful business, a good
0: foundation. You wanted like a legacy or you wanted something that was an investment that you could leave your children. That is correct. Mm -hmm. You're no different than any other 70 year old that has the entrepreneurial spirit that wants to leave a company to their family or leave a legacy.
1: When I researched the business, how successful it could be in the future as a business. I was able to find that it was really a very good and successful business that can be... A business right.
0: model. He gave you a packet.
1: And the needs of mm-hmm. the population in the Atlanta area.
0: Right. And what uh, was the business packet? What was the plan? The plan? Supposed plan.
1: Yes. The plan was to be able to set up a call center mm-hmm. with at least 10 to 15 employees that mm-hmm. were going to be taking phone calls mm-hmm. to... For that we're going to
0: need the non-emergency medical transportation services. Non-emergency, non-emergency. non-emergency medical transport, like for people mm. that need to do chemo or dialysis, and they need to get to a facility. Medical appointments. Medical, and not necessarily an ambulance service for 911.
1: No, absolutely not. Only mm. non-em- non-emergency, so medical appointments. And we were going to... Which is a big need for that. Exactly. Huge need. I I did the research, and I found out that it was a good business model and that it was going to be for a long, long time, last a long, long time. Supposedly. And be able to to give a very good service to the people in the Atlanta area. Did he
0: he speak your language?
1: Yes, Spanish. And the way he presented the business, it was just like everything is almost set up. He told me that he worked with his aunt in um, New York, for at least a year, Mm -hmm. that his aunt has the same business, Mm -hmm. and she makes $1.2
0: million a year in profit. And didn't he tell you that, and didn't he represent and do a presentation in front of the Spanish chamber?
1: Uh, Absolutely, about the non-emergency medical transportation business that we were trying to put together.
0: And when did he do that, about what month and about what year? June, July? June,
1: July of
0: 2023. Of 2023. So he actually did a presentation in front of about how many people?
1: Uh, they were very upscale professionals from mm-hmm. the business, uh, Spanish speaking uh, communities, mm-hmm. very uh, successful business. Uh, People from the Mm -hmm. Hispanic community. Maybe Um,
0: 50, 60. There were
1: almost 75 people because it was a special breakfast.
0: Special breakfast in this room of 75 people, which means at some point in time, somebody from that chamber had to at least vetted this person to understand that he had some type of something. So there was another presentation of a situation that you thought could work, which would bolster it and say, "Okay, wow. Here he is putting this business model together in front of all these people. He had to sit down with the chamber, that particular chamber, and say, "Hey, I want to do this presentation and do it at the chamber," which is disheartening and dis- disingenuous. And that, at the least. Right. And and he was in front of many
1: successful professional business Mm -hmm. Very prominent people. Mm -hmm. He is a member of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. In fact, once we realized that he was deceiving me Mm -hmm. into this business, Mm -hmm. I put two of the members of the Chamber of Commerce to Mm -hmm. find his address and to find his location. Did you tell them the situation and what happened? I sure did. How did they respond? They couldn't believe it. However, they were unable to talk about it because... Maybe there was a complaint or complaints? There were a set of complaints, but mm. they, told, they, they told me that they were unable to go farther than that uh-huh. because they did not want to damage the reputation of the Chamber of
0: Commerce. Okay. Do you think he's done any more presentations?
1: I do not know because I lost contact with him just right after I hired you.
0: So you were presented with this business model. What happened next? Uh, Then that's when he told me that he
1: had already uh, spent $190,000 buying six non-emergency vehicles, which were coming from Texas, and that he had those six vehicles housed at the corporate office, in the garage of the corporate office, where our office was going to be. Did you Uh, see these vehicles? I did not see the vehicles initially, I failed to ask him, let me see the vehicles.
0: Mm-hmm. I know you get upset about this, and I know this hurts you a lot. I've seen the tears I have, and I've seen the hugs.
1: He physically gave me a, an address, mm-hmm. but I never went to the fifth floor where the so-called office was going to but be. But he took you to the building. He took me to the building, only to the first floor where the conference room was supposed to Describe be.
0: Describe that day.
1: And so he was very confident, saying hello to some people, the security people, the and some people, like in the conference room, saying hello mm-hmm. to everybody and showing me this is the conference room. This is where we're going to be able to set up conferences, and this is the way we're going to be able to look at all the equipment that we're going to be able to to take care of and mm-hmm. uh, look at how professional and how clean and how beautiful this building looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, look at that, the snacks. We're going to be able to get snacks for the for all the people that come to our conferences and to our presentations. Look at the, the entire, it was a state of the art, but because it was only on the first floor.
0: It was staged. Would you agree it was staged?
1: It was staged because mm-hmm. once I discovered that he did not have, a rental office in that building. I went to the fifth floor, spoke to the general a leasing manager, and that's when she told me, No, he does not have an office here. The last time he had an office here, he rented an office here, was in January, but I haven't seen him anymore.
0: January of 2023? 2023. Okay, so he and had one and he did no long August. So when he took you there, he physically, and you verified he had no association whatsoever. With that, and, and, and that's what I, I want you, that's when I realized and made part of the police investigation, is there's, there is the strings of the fraud and the lies, is that he physically took you to a place that was staged, that was not his, and he was no longer associated whatsoever at all.
1: In the first stage, we're supposed to meet with him for the first time just to take a look at what the business was about. That's when he took me to the 20, 2200 Duluth Highway. He had a key to enter into the swimming pool, into the facility, the conference room, access to everything in that apartment complex. And who lived there was is Rafaelina Rodriguez, who is, I guess, His partner.
0: So that was a residence that he took you to.
1: And impressed us the most Mm -hmm. because he said we can also make uh, conferences here and we can use the conference room, we can use the facilities, we can use uh, the exercise room, we can use the gym, we can use the swimming pool just to bring people in in case we have a workshop or a conference.
0: He talked about bringing in like Medicaid and groups that he thought he could sell to by mentioning that to you.
1: And then that's when later on, Mm -hmm. we found out that when he asked me to give him $20,000 because Rafaelina Rodriguez was going to get out of the, what you call, the asset partner. Mm -hmm. And so that's when he told me, made a check, make a check, payable to Rafaelina Rodriguez. At that time, I did not even know who Rafaelina Rodriguez was. and never associated the apartment complex, the visit that we made the first time, the $20,000 and Rafaelina, mm-hmm. until later on, that, that's when we found out through you that, uh, that he is a partner that he has.
0: During this whole process, when was it from August to what time did you realize it was pretty much a scam? When did you realize?
1: It took me two months two to months. realize that. Um, I think
0: you told me the biggest moment, too, was the van Right. Or the the van that you thought he had bought. You saw a picture of it, everything.
1: So from June the 18th, I believe, that that's when we met in Duluth, the first meeting. Mm, Duluth, Georgia. Duluth, Georgia. June, July, and August. And I believe that was August the 21st when I truly discovered, and I went to the building, and I went to the garage, and I did not see any vehicles. And every time I asked him a question, regarding either the manual, the policies, the procedures, the press release that we were going to put together, the Mm -hmm. call center, the equipment. Mm -hmm. He had so many excuses and evolving me into something is wrong with your email. I did send you all that information by email. Probably you just have too many emails that you have to erase. And that's the reason why you do not receive my information.
0: He said that to you.
1: That is correct, mm-hmm. and I did have at that time a great deal of emails. I never question anything else.
0: So, when did you report this incident to the police? About when? First of all,
1: when I realized that there was there were no vehicles. Mm-hmm. He told me to go to the micro center that we have to buy a very good computer for me with a very good memory because I was going to be the director of uh, uh, human resources. And so I have to train the uh, call center uh, uh, people that I have to uh, put up with uh, uh, policies and procedures for the employees Him, on a daily not basis. you, correct? Him. Me.
0: Oh, me. you. He wanted you to do that. Right. Okay.
1: And that he was going to step aside mm. and that I was going just to be the main joy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, when he took the computer, we were at the micro center, he took the computer and says, I'm going to take it to the office. Don't worry about it. I'm going to set it up at the office. Mm. I said, okay. Mm. Uh, then, like four or five days later, he took me to an auction, and he told me, I just saw a vehicle, a Dodge, white Dodge, 2018, with very few miles, non-emergency, all equipped, very nice, and they're selling it for, on an auction for $8,000, so let's go to the bank, get $8,000 so that we can get this b- uh, vehicle in auction. So we went to the auction. Mm-hmm. He introduced me to the owner and he said the title was made on, it was supposed to be on my name. And they mm-hmm. gave me the paper to put the title on my name. Mm-hmm. And Three or four days later, that's when he says, don't worry about it. We're going to do that, and we're going to take care of that later on. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of people that have the kind of personality that what they do is to they know how to manipulate people, and they have great excuses right on time for any type of question that you ask him before, so that they will not be caught. Mm-hmm. So he had excuses and manipulated me and manipulated the situation, and— Everything was manipulated, and he got excuses and great explanations right on target to make sense, A plus B equals C.
0: But you never saw the vehicle titled, you never drove it, you never had anything to do with the vehicle. We drove the vehicle. Mm -hmm. From
1: the auction all the way around, just to see the features and blah, blah, blah. That was in a good condition, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the $8,000. And then when I discovered that everything was just a robbery, then that's when he told me, oh, no. I will not be able to give you the vehicle back. That vehicle had so many, uh, so low mileage. That vehicle right now, I can sell it for $39,000. What I can do is give you the the, the $8,000. And that was, and, and then when we tried to meet so that he could return my money because there was no business once I discovered everything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how deceitful he was, mm-hmm. then he continued giving me excuses I'm in the hospital, I'm having surgery every time we set up a business, uh, a meeting, right. to excuses get my money back. to get excuses. Everything and ex- back. I'm in Macon, I will not have time to arrive. The last time, the last phone call was with the attorney. Mr. Jerome Lee. Uh, who he was the one that made the phone call says i want you to come to my office blank and blank at 5 p.m and he's and he agreed to come at 5 p.m and then it was probably 10 minutes before 5 he called my attorney and told him i'm in macon too much traffic i will not be able to make it
0: right but didn't you pull the credit cards and saw on the credit cards that he was financing through the credit cards through the business a new place in florida that you had nothing to do with that is correct. But it was through your investigation mm-hmm. that we were
1: able to find that he had opened up a business, another a corporation
0: mm-hmm. in Fort Lauderdale. In Fort Lauderdale. And a lot of information that I pulled was going to Fort Lauderdale. That's correct. And the interesting thing, too, was in my office about a couple of weeks ago, we called several of the numbers that he had and it would be answered, but a person would just sit there. I want to know who this person is. And we would say hello and hello and nothing would be said. In my investigation, what I like to do is present it as if it was a good business or a bad business, what would you get in return? And for the $106,000 that was taken from you, you told me that there was no services, there was no goods, there was nothing that he had provided for you. And also the business model plan was actually taken off of the computer like a regular Google search. From another company. From another company that it was verbatim. And changed the name. And then just changed the name of the company. I don't know if if he... To
1: mobile, mobile care. L-L-C.
0: Correct. To perch himself or, or to act like he had owned this company, which was pretty disingenuous, and every verbatim. And then also, I think he translated it to Spanish, too. Correct. It made you look like, or made him look like, wow. But a lot of this happens in Georgia. Now, this is what really, really, really frustrates me, is that it gets to a level where people just think they can come to Georgia and do this. Because and that our,
1: there are great opportunities and that people are going to be honest with you. And to give you face value to be to help you and to be
0: successful. True. A lot of different social medias are trying to capture, I'm gonna sell you this car, I'm gonna sell you this house, and none of it exists. Correct. I tried to cooperate a lot of times with law enforcement to explain this to them, that regardless, we have to start somewhere to obtain and start cracking down on the best we can. So you did report this to the police. So once he came to my office
1: mm-hmm. to complete the corporation paperwork, that I gave him full access to my credit card, to my American Express,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to my checking account, mm-hmm. to my social
0: security,
1: to my address.
0: How has this affected you personally and the things that you do and, and your heart and, and, how, and your family? How has this affected you? First of all, I
1: have cried a lot. That's mm-hmm. Especially at night, I don't like to cry in front of my family because I don't want them to see my weakness emotionally, mm-hmm. but I do cry on my own and I pray the Lord that a miracle is going to happen and that justice will be done. Unfortunately, knowing my family, knowing my personality and my go, go-getter go kind of personality, they were surprised that I did not catch and sensed the robbery that this guy was doing. And they said, as, as smart as you are, as Experience that you have in dealing with people, mm-hmm. in dealing with crisis, in dealing with people in prison, in dealing with people on parole, people, patients, or people who are on DUI, or, you know, th- this kind of why did you allow that man to deceive you like that? And that's what bothers me emotionally. And I haven't been able to forgive myself and come to terms to that. I said, they're right. But I don't tell him they're right. Say so, yeah.
0: We're not going to say the amount, but you're offering a reward. Although we know about where this individual is, but what is the name of the supposed company that really doesn't exist?
1: Is it Mobile
0: Care Mobile LLC? Care. Mobile Care LLC. Okay.
1: Here in Atlanta and/or Fort Lauderdale.
0: Right. But you didn't Florida. know about anything about the Fort Lauderdale situation.
1: Not until you and I met and mm-hmm. put together the background. Right, And that's when we discovered that.
0: So a private investigator can help with the investigation by deeply diving into searches and vehicles and addresses and making phone calls. Now the next stage is to set up appointments with law enforcement to let them know about the new evidence. So beyond the evidence, meaning we are going to show them that we found The business model just hanging out there. It's one of them. Right. And go to the place and interview again the leasing agent person to say, hey, can you show us the contract he did have and now he's not here anymore? The fact that he's not answering the phone. Okay. And he literally took your credit card and bought everything he needed to buy in Florida.
1: Almost $5,000.
0: I mean, he was going to eat, he was going to Walmart, he was buying couches, stuff that was Lamps like... Lamps and tables. That you've never seen. And, no. and you didn't have a need for, for the business. You know what I'm saying? Like, providing for him in another state... Exactly. And so, he, he knows, I think he knows deep down in his gut that you're not going to give up. And I told you that I wasn't going to give up and that we were going to get to the bottom of this. And with this podcast, there could be somebody listening that can understand, hey, I ran into that guy or I remember that presentation and can come forward and say, you know, maybe he did the same thing to me or or I heard about him or his family member.
1: I was able to research that many other people on TruthFinder mm. put some something in there, and notice saying, "Please do not do business with Eric Christopher. He is a thief." Mm-hmm. And then there was another one two months later. Somebody else, "Please do not dare to to believe Eric Christopher. He stole sixty thousand dollars from my mother. He targets women." Once Wells Fargo, which was the bank that I was banking with at that time, because right. mm-hmm. I called them and said, I'm re- disputing blank and blank and blank and blank charges. Right, the bank. So that's the when they card. began to mm-hmm. investigate the right. uh, the issue. And it was the bank, the one that took it upon uh, themselves to call the Department of Family and Children's Services Elder Abuse Division. right. And they opened up a case which... Again, Mm -hmm. the law enforcement Mm -hmm. that took care of my case, investigating my case, did not put that as part of of the uh, the investigation.
0: So we're dealing with law enforcement agency and we're dealing with Mm -hmm. the district attorney's office. To help us if all fails and nobody is going to help us the last resort besides communication through social media and telling media would be a warrant application hearing as a civilian and hopefully that would help
1: and remember we would like to also offer a reward to yes. someone that can call you and with any information Eric Christopher Martinez or Eric Martinez from the Dominican Republic.
0: And describe what he looks like?
1: Kind of a light skin
0: mm-hmm. from the
1: Dominican Republic. You say uh, he's in his 30s or 40s? He's 36, 37 years mm-hmm. old. Married, children? Uh, he is divorced. His wife is the one that lives in Fort Lauderdale
0: with mm-hmm. a five-year-old child. But I do have mm-hmm. a very good reward. Gotcha. I know you. Just do. in case. Just in case. So, as always, Lucy, we. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Let them know though to call mm-hmm. you. Oh, I if will. They have I will. Um, And this is inaugural, meaning you are the first to come on to the podcast and I really, really appreciate that and you taking the time. Hopefully you can come on and be a guest again soon. Please contact us by our website, MartinelliInvestigations.com. Martinelli ends in an I. Investigation starts with the I, so that's two I's with an S on the N. Our email is M-I-I and then Georgia spelled out G-E-O-R-G-I-A-P-I at gmail.com. And please call us anytime at 770-337-3999. 770 for a free consultation. Thanks so much and have a great peachy day.